0: sometimes I wish that he would hit me I know that he's prone to violence but for some reason he never uses it on me if he hit me then I would know that I should end it right now I really can't tell on one hand he's the most affectionate man that I've ever known his love envelops me it covers me completely to the extent that it disconnects me from others but then he turns on me It happens so subtly that I'm left going over each word and every conversation trying to figure out how I could have stopped the turn. But when I go back and analyze what led up to the fight, I can never find what happened. It's like it came out of thin air. And then the next time I see him, there's such acceptance and warmth. Sometimes I'm not even sure we really fought. I remember the beginning. It was so bright and shiny, like I'd won the lottery. Sure, he was married, but he promised there were no more feelings between him and his wife. Sometimes he even talks about leaving her completely and running away together. But deep down inside, I know that not even marriage could change things between us. I know this relationship has to end. You close your journal and return it to its hiding place. You have so many secrets inside that you're starting to feel like a shadow of yourself. Your name is Helen, and you are the minister's mistress. It's four weeks before the murder. You're hanging out with Daniel. It's been three months since you met at the pub. Something about him made you feel safe and comfortable. At first, you were just seeing him to cause jealousy, but then things started to change. You started to realize how different your world could be with someone like him. And you started to feel the first flickers of love. It's a different kind of love than you've ever felt before. It's slow and steady, but it's also a love that only seems to grow. In fact, it's grown to the point that you're ready to reveal your secret. The secret that you've been keeping for two years. You feel scared. You know that your life is about to change. You take a deep breath and you tell Daniel everything. You start from the beginning when things were new and light. But then you tell him about the dark side too. The manipulation, the uncertainty, the inconsistency. He listens. He listens for as long as you talk. He doesn't judge the situation. But he does provide a reality check. He says he can tell you're not happy, and you immediately start to cry. You've been so focused on getting the relationship that you want, you've completely forgotten what it felt like to be happy. Hearing Daniel use the word is proof of how much you've given up. You feel as though a small monster was being formed inside of you, and the monster was starting to tear at your insides. But you were protecting the monster at the same time. You couldn't let it go because it was part of you. Now you're starting to let go. Later that night, you're feeling light and playful for the first time in a long time. You're supposed to meet him at a hotel, but Daniel has promised to hold you captive so you don't go. At first, you feel nervous. You've never stood anyone up before. But as the clock slowly progresses past the time of your meeting, your mood continues to lighten. By 11 p.m., so much stress has been lifted that you feel nearly hysterical with relief. You've almost forgotten about him completely when your phone rings. You try to grab it, but Daniel is faster. He answers it and jokingly says, this is Helen's phone. You lunge at him to grab the phone, but he dodges. If you're looking for Helen, she's currently indisposed. He barely gets the words out before you grab the phone and hang up. You look at the number, it's Sam. Your sense of lightness fades and is replaced by dread. It's been almost five weeks since you stood Sam up, but your relationship didn't end as you had fantasized. Instead, it warped into a new kind of relationship, one where he chased you. At first you enjoyed this new side of him, but then he took things too far. It was almost like a switch was flipped. He started texting and calling obsessively. His personality became even more controlling than usual. You even saw him following you a few times. By the time you ended it, you were starting to fear for your life. It's been one week since that day and Sam has remained silent. This morning, however, you received a strange message from him. He said it was a matter of life and death. You know that he would say anything to get you to call. But there was something about his voice that gave you pause. You know that you have to call him back. You hold your breath as you dial his number. Sam picks up on the first ring. His voice sounds different. He sounds more in control, more confident than he ever has. But there's also this eerie calmness. It has a cold tone, and it scares you. You listen to him talk. I understand why we couldn't be together. I was finally able to see things from your point of view. You sit silently. Sam continues. But now we can be together. I've taken care of it, he says. I've taken care of him. Your heart falls to the floor. You know exactly who he's talking about. What do you mean, you respond. You try to keep your voice calm. He's gone, he says. He's not with us anymore. The funeral is tomorrow, will you come? The realization washes over you that you're talking to a killer. You know that you need to act carefully. Your next move could determine your own life or even the lives of others. Yes, you say steadily. I'll meet you there. You hang up the phone. You can barely believe what you just heard. But you also know deep down inside that it's true. Part of you always knew what Sam was capable of, you just never wanted to admit it. You can't believe that Daniel is gone now. You're not sure where to turn, so you call his best friend Joey. He'll know what to do. A short conversation ensues. Joey was already convinced that Daniel was murdered. Once you tell him the full story, all of the pieces fall into place. Your testimony with Daniel's journal? This is proof. This is enough to stop Sam before anyone else gets hurt. You meet Joey at the police station. He's clutching Daniel's journal in his hands. You chat quietly in the lobby. You've always liked Joey and are relieved that someone else knows your secret now. Just as you're starting to calm down, it happens. You see him. Sam enters the lobby from the office and passes through into the parking lot. He pretends not to see you. You panic. You look at Joey. You see a chill run through his body. Your meeting with the police officer goes as bad as it possibly could. You and Joey present enough evidence to put Sam in jail forever, but the officer completely dismisses it. It's almost as if they do not want to catch Sam. You've always known that Sam had connections with the police, but you did not expect they'd run this deep. The hopelessness of the situation is starting to sink in, and by the time you leave, you're in full panic. You beg Joey to stay and figure out a plan, but his anger is so strong that you cannot stop him from driving away. You sit in your car facing the police station. You cannot find the courage to move. You've just reclaimed your life, and now it may be over. Daniel is dead. Sam is a cold-blooded killer. You are truly alone. As you start to let that thought sink in, something unexpected happens. You're overcome with a feeling of peace. A sense of freedom. The monster that has been plaguing you for the last two years is outside of you now. You finally separated yourself from him. You had no idea how much pain he was causing. You have a chance at happiness now. A chance that Daniel gave his life for you to have. You no longer feel scared. You feel calm and certain. You will honor Daniel's life by taking your chance. You start the car and drive out of town. You never look back. a nasty fate, so I packed my weekend bag and drove my beamer upstate. I asked fortune teller what's rash my but she grabbed the whole You have been listening to Ghost Story, a podcast brought to you by Cold Plunge Studios. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button on the podcast player of your choice. For more content, visit us at ghoststorypodcast.com And finally, Thank you for listening. This arrogance I'd never seen before And tried to do a big tap dance To shoot it out the door All the while I saw her smile And with a knowing wink It's then that I first realized